Okay. All right. All good. Okay. Perfect. Frank Jacob, welcome to Radiant Creators. Thanks for coming on again. Uh, it's always great to have return guests. And while everybody's listening, uh, check out cyberhive.tv. And uh, Frank Jacob has a new webinar out, The Inner Looking Glass. And so that's one of the things we definitely wanted to talk about today. So how is the new webinar being received? Oh, uh, it's just it's been just a little bit over two months that um, the final uh, part was put online and it's just uh, overwhelmingly positive. All I got to say is people I, I get so many letters and so much email now from people that really feel you know just inspired and boosted by what, what they're experiencing. So I guess I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. It's quite the quite the experience to watch. So it is. It's is it three or four parts? I forget. I it's think three it's parts. Yeah, three, three parts. parts. And so the nice thing is, is each one was released. Well, now they're all out. So if you uh, get the webinar, you don't have to wait. Where the people who got it when it first came out, you're waiting for that next segment. But right now, you can binge watch. It's it's great. And so. One of the things, of course, it's about the pineal gland and basically defending your pineal gland. That's one of the things we were going to talk about today is protecting your pineal gland in the false matrix. So um, <laughs> anyway, even though I want people to go get the webinar, but could you give people a little bit of an idea of what it covers? Well, there had been a, I'd seen that there was a lot of, um, well, I've always noticed, let's say that there's a lot of material out there on youtube about the pineal gland and uh there's a lot of you know it's just very general information and then a lot of it is tied into kundalini exercises and always trying to i, I just for me it, it seemed yeah there was nice stuff out there but what really got me inspired to make this is that i was i spent christmas with our friend dieter Bros, the biophysicist over here in germany uh and actually we were in greece and he had just published a new book and it was called pineal gland classified so i'm like classified that's like a little different of an angle what why is it why is it called pineal gland classified and so what you find out and what, what his answer was in a short sentence or two is essentially that the um information about the pineal gland and what it does in the human body was very early on taken over and classified in the sense that the people the scientists who were researching it made discoveries that you know were nothing short of sensational and made it clear that this this is a kind of like a if we could call our bodies like bio hardware this is that piece of bio hardware which has the ability for us to tie into multiple like other dimensions outside of space and time and you know tied to a lot of the psi abilities that many gifted people on the planet have so i guess they felt like putting a lid on it because if too many people got aware of this amazing ability that we all had then the control grid would begin the matrix would begin to crumble <laughs> as you as you so aptly called it yeah so that was um so that was like, you know, we, we began a dialogue and he was like, eventually, why don't you do it? You know, because I was thinking about what am I going to follow up a tale of two timelines with, right? My first webinar. And and this one just seemed, after he brought that element into it, it just seemed to make sense that what you find out was, you know, the where the tale of two timelines was all about the external 
looking glass device, which tapped into other dimensions and projected timelines, time streams for those who were observing it. This is kind of like what we have in our in our heads is kind of like the inner looking glass. And this, this is where the name came from. Actually, my partner, Tanya Maidenford, uh, who's you know been working out with me with me on these films and, and some of these, uh, you know, more yeah fringe science elements and presentations she was like yeah it's the inner looking glass so that's how that was born and that's kind of what the the basis for it was i guess because the looking glass material always said to us that um we're not the material but the people that were the protagonists in that material we're talking about how the looking glass was built on something based on the sumerian cylinder seals and that and the j-rods that we're talking to one of the protagonists called j uh called um dan burish were describing it in terms of that it was inspired by um the pineal gland and i found some more material on that which sort of triggered that whole thing so the the webinar kind of breaks down more of that story of like it expands on that aspect that was missing from the tale of two timelines in terms of what is this technology how does this technology work um you know how is there evidence of it on the sumerian cylinder seals and all of that is answered um and then of course you know there's the there's the other stuff that you can find that you need to know about the pineal gland like what is it even most people just hear that word and why is it even called the pineal gland and things like that what does it do? You know, what does science say about it? We have to cover those things as well, of course. But the more interesting story is everything that isn't talked about in the mainstream and that you don't hear much about on a lot of the YouTube videos and things out there. So again, I took the, a very strict approach in terms of wanting it to be as scientifically based as possible and as little, you know, like what people could accuse me of being woo-woo as possible. Um, and there I also had the uh, honor through Tanya of pulling in another uh, expert on this kind of material, which broached more of the cultural scientific aspect. And that was uh, Dr. JJ Hertog, who's the author of Keys of Enoch. So that's another amazing mm -hmm. person. So I ended up making um, the decision to sort of probe the minds of both Dieter and JJ Hertog. And that soon became clearly evident that this was the foundation for the whole webinar and then i essentially built on what they're saying and provided you know a lot of more information and supplementary information and went into territory that probably neither of those gentlemen would go anyway because that, that's sort of my specialty sort of pushing buttons and going into strange fringe areas yeah yeah and and the classified book i think that's only in german though. right um, exactly yeah. unfortunately it's still they're working on the translation oh great yeah. So, I mean, I keep bugging them. I, I'm saying like, hey, people are coming out asking me, hey, where's the English book? And I, you know, I talk about it and I I give links to the German. <laughs> um, yeah. But they're like, yeah, we're working, we're working on it. So they they are working on it. and It'll be out eventually. Yeah, I, I kind of figured. Uh, so I'm glad that's going to be out. And one thing that, of course, is very obvious is you went from documentaries, which are quite elaborate, you know, great, well-produced to webinars. And it seems like that was, of course, a natural progression for you. But it's like you're you're getting too much info to take the time to make a documentary like you used to. So now you're putting out these sort of it's kind of a documentary webinar hybrid. I think you've maybe created a new form of presentation, I think. Thanks. Thanks. Well, I guess it, it is because, you know, I don't know a lot of webinar. The funny thing is, you know, Craig, um, 
I've produced a lot of webinars for mm. others, like scientists, people like, you know, um, even Greg Braden and Dispensa and others, um, and and Dieter, of course. And I see the material, I see the way they do it. And I'm like, okay, well, that, you know, that's easy, right? But for me, it's like, wow, there's so much more potential here for for adding elements into it. And that's and because I'm a filmmaker and because I have um yeah, I have those skills, I have those assets, those mental assets to be able to work software and production tools that none of those gentlemen or people have which i you know you need to use it well you just can't say okay well i'm just going to do what everybody else does so yeah you're right it's become a hybrid kind of thing it's like, like documentary webinar or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah docunar or something like docunar. that yeah. <laughs> docunar you know and uh and definitely if anybody's wondering these are not powerpoint presentations it's not that kind of a webinar no. you know no not at all and uh i love it i love the term that you use uh uh surfing fractal timelines i like that surfing surfing fractal timelines which is the case so and one thing's about the pineal gland it, it does seem that it's it seems like things hit the collective all at once or within sort of a certain time window you know uh you know a fractal timeline you could say because one of the things that i've noticed is that the pineal gland is really becoming mainstream and i'm seeing it actually since watching your webinar um, of course, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he has some, he's mentioned it in books and he's, he has some meditations on, you know, on the pineal gland, which are interesting. Um, but also even, um, at my, uh, hit class, my high intensity, you know, you know, training class, uh, now we're doing something called box breathing, uh, like diet, deep diaphragm breathing. And, uh, and the, the person who uh, teaches that, um, actually talked about the pineal gland and this was just out of the, out of the blue. And so this is really uh, alive in, I guess we might call it like the magnetosphere where all of our consciousness kind of combines. And we can talk about that in a bit, but does it seem like you're seeing it everywhere now? Because I, I kind of, I'm seeing the pineal gland now everywhere. I'm seeing a consciousness raising about it. Yeah, I was, I, I have to say that you're, you're right. I After I finished them and put them online, literally it seemed like there was an explosion. So I, you know, I probably, you know, altered the universe. <laughs> yes, we, we do. You know, but I mean, I think that that really does work that way. I don't want to, like, you know, give myself undue credit here. But, you know, one of the things that I got into um, in the webinar is, you know, that is really not, that's not necessarily related to just the pineal gland, but has to do more with the structure of matter and the way, you know, because you have to try to, how do you explain to people that you know that the that the pineal gland taps into other dimensions right that's just kind of like a nebulous thing like just telling somebody that it's like okay great you know like what am i going to do with that so i looked into the science behind that and that was why like i was you know really like i was saying drilling into some of my um in my um yeah interview partners which formed the foundation like jj and, and Dieter, uh and out of that was born really this um this deep dive into well what is like the structure of matter like one of the topics that came up was you know that uh, we know the earth's magnetosphere is changing and it's diminishing and one of the things that we even talked about in our film solar revolution which is where we first met and got together with Dieter Burrs, uh, we made that film based on his uh like on a best-selling book he put together which was tying in how the cosmos is affecting consciousness 
And of course, one of the subjects, a chapter of that film, um, talks about the pineal gland. So um, this was a chance to go much deeper into how that works. And I, because, you know, since we made that film, 10 years have transpired. And even though that film, uh, ironically, is almost as fresh as it was the day as we released it, um, I guess because so few people have put out this kind of material, at least in this documentary filmic way, that was still a classic documentary, by the way, not a webinar, um, yeah. that um, it was like, okay, 10 years have gone by and we've talked about some of the things in the film. And now those things that we talked about 10 years ago are becoming very evident. And so the docu the webinar has a, way to, has, a, has a chance to go back and freshen up on some of that. And one of the things that we talked about was how this cosmos is affecting our consciousness. And it has to do with the fact that the magnetosphere is changing and it's getting weaker. And that means what used to protect us from the cosmic radiation and, you know, gamma rays and particles and things that we get, uh, that we normally get shielded by them, by the magnetosphere, now are getting through to us. Well, wouldn't that actually have a harmful effect on our body? You know, that was one of the subjects we got into. And that led to this whole, you know, like, yeah, you know, we talked about valency of electrons and things like that and like crazy stuff that I'm not a scientist per se, but I'm interested in this kind of stuff. So I drilled down into it and it was, that's really what led to the understanding of the electron. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, and the fact that um, one of the things Dieter was claiming was that when we change our vibration, our frequency, we are no longer going to be affected by those uh, elements of matter which are uh, part of the cosmos and part of the version let's say of the timeline or, or the, the the version of the reality that our old self our unevolved our less evolved let's say self was affected by so that we ch actually change our being by entering into another frequency that means we also change the things that we're affected by and so i spent a great deal of time in that webinar really making it simple to understand for people why does that mean something and how does that really work and what you get out of it you know without giving it all away because i want people to do the webinar because there's so much in it is that you know what you're saying that all of a sudden the pineal information is everywhere well it's totally consistent with something called the hundredth monkey effect which i talk about and that hundredth monkey effect has a lot to do with the electrons yeah and how information is stored in the universe uh, instantaneously shared across you know from local to non-local meaning infinite um distances right which is something a lot of people have their a hard time getting their minds around like what is local and non-local we've all heard about this in quantum physics that things that can affect something at a distance at a great distance you know um maybe the simplest analogy a butterfly on you know flaps its wings in china and we have a thunderstorm in new york right mm -hmm. um, well what does that really mean and how does that work and what is the science behind that and that's something i really was fascinated by and so i spend a good deal of time really making people understand that in the webinar because it has to do with how are we going to change consciousness on this planet because right now i think we're seeing a lot on the planet that's happening which is very dark and it almost seems like it's hopeless for a lot of people like if you really take a dire look at it <laughs> at really what's going on and i spend a great deal as you know of time talking about like hey i point the fingers i name the names i show what's going on i describe i show pictures films and i show the technology it's not just a conspiracy theory it's really going on these people are really exist they really are moving us toward that timeline 
And how are we going to change that? Because we don't have all the money they do. We don't have all the power and influence. And most of us, a lot of us are just sitting alone at home. And, you know, we don't, we know maybe half a dozen or if we're lucky, a dozen friends that are vibrating at the same frequency as us that we can share with. But by far and large, the majority of people out there are still at another space altogether, another, maybe in a totally different timeline even. Um, and so how do we reconcile that, you know, getting that information to them? How can that happen? And that's where this aspect of it comes into being. And that's why when you say you saw it everywhere, I mean, and I noticed it too, it means that my putting such a heavy focus on it, again, recharged the electrons, <laughs> if you will, um, and, and, and shared it across all time and space. Yeah. And once that uh, information is created, once it is in the collective, uh, then it's <clears throat> there. People can sense it. They go and get it, you know, and then, then it just keeps expanding in that way. Well, in the film, or I should say the documentary, you, or I should say the webinar. The webinar. <laughs> the webinar. Documentary. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> webinar, the webinary. <laughs> um, it's a, uh, uh, you got, there are there are actually pictures of the pineal gland and so it is this small part of the brain and it's about the size of a large piece of rice i would say and i guess yeah. when it's healthy it looks like a piece of white rice just a bit bigger and the pictures that you showed and how the pineal gland is under attack right now um it looks like a tooth with cavities it looks like uh it it looks that's kind of how it looks to me like that that looks like a tooth that you would never want to see I yes. Mean, if, if a person had a tooth looking like that, it would be a bad day, you know. And uh, but yet we have that in the center of our brain. Many people who are not working on, you know, uh, uh, empowering, cleaning, cleansing, keeping that beautiful pineal gland open to connect to, you know, the magnetosphere consciousness, get past the firewall, as you put it. And so it's really shocking when you realize what is in people's brains that they're walking around with. I mean, something that is really darn grisly looking yeah yes it is absolutely yeah i mean yeah. And the thing is uh that too is something which is when people begin to realize what they're that they have a pineal gland and they begin to if they even bother to research it they'll eventually come across those kinds of pictures yeah uh, and that is very also that's a very discouraging thing and a very depressing thing uh you know because they're really yeah. literally in a war on the pineal gland <laughs> not only was it classified starting in the 1930s and 40s uh you know and ever since you know they when they the more they the more they did they got into mind control the more um they also simultaneously and and i guess you you know if you listen to dietrich uh, professor dietrich Klinghart, who had, was a quick cameo um in one of the parts talking about how the uh, the three most prevalent toxins to the pineal gland are that happen to be by coincidence. Imagine that three most prevalent toxins on the planet, in the environment, everywhere. Right. So hmm, you have to wonder, like, is that just coincidence? Right. And and being that that's the case, he, you know, he went out of on a limb, essentially, for someone of his stature and said, like, it doesn't seem possible that even humans alone would be able to organize that level of destruction. Uh, so it's it seems highly unlikely that it's a coincidence. It just happens to be coincidence that they both happened at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. Right? So that's how I look at that word coincidence. Um, 
And yeah. the research discovered, hey, we have something here which is like uh, could be like a weapon against the you know any kind of nefarious elements out there that are trying to control people and make them more dependent and and, and less open. Um, at the same time, hmm, what could we put out there? And this is, I think, how Klinghardt puts it. He said, like, I think he said something like, if you were like the devil <laughs> and you wanted to make sure that nobody rose to your level, what would you do to make sure that that would never happen? Well, you would, you know, you would add those elements into the environment and make them available everywhere. In fact, you'd maybe make people promote them all on their own through mm -hmm. free will, right? So this is exactly what happened. We have commercials, you know, people selling these products all over after uh vietnam they converted what they sprayed to you know defoliate large areas of green they took that and concentrated it into something which they could sell to the consumer so it became the most powerful or the most widely spread um herbicide <laughs> around <laughs> the world uh right so it's like brilliant you i mean you got to you got to hand it to the people that are that are doing this stuff craig right they're brilliant they're just oh, like they, they really know everything that they're doing. They do it. They do it right. They do it. They do it big time. They do it right, and they wait for the reaction. They see the reaction, and it's working. And it's like, wow, this is absolutely. We have a hit on our hands. Like you know, it's like record companies with a hit record. They'll drop it out there, and if they catches on, then they'll press more. You know, and if they'll push it more, and eventually it explodes. Like this is exactly the way they use. And that's interestingly enough, also the music industry is very much tied into the satanic element of the of control as well, right? So wherever you have and music, if we're on that topic, is another at another way for you to tap into and connect to the abilities that your pineal gland open up for you. Yeah, and the all in, that's what I have noticed is the commonality with all narcissistic psychopaths, which you often find in government in the big corporations is that they're always all in. And I think it's something that maybe people miss. It's, it's that, no, 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 trust me, they are totally serious. They are all in. And whether, and the only difference between like a, a small time criminal who's like stealing mufflers <laughs> and a politician is just the opportunities they had. They're both just all in. And so I sometimes don't know if people have that intuition to realize that, no, these people mean it and they're serious. They just go all in and they keep winning until the one day they fail. But man, until they fail, until they're stopped, they are all in. So hey, and even once they fail, they still pick themselves up and come for a, an encore. <laughs> and sometimes like, yeah. the encore is even more dangerous than than the original, right? So oh yeah, yeah. No, what I think people them. don't understand is, uh, or don't really, um, because it's really not in our human nature to distrust mm -hmm. on this level. Human beings, I believe, by nature are honest, good, good meaning. Uh, loving individuals who just want the best for their family and their extended family and want to live happy and healthy and be able to pursue whatever they want as freely as possible. And I think this is a global phenomenon. But what they don't understand is that uh, these, um, you know, these elite, as we call them, I call them the parasite class. Uh, they're essentially they were um, early, you know, on they the people that were in those um groups they eventually were like families that would become political families we've all heard of them the bushes the kennedys etc mm -hmm. uh, they essentially realized hey like we have a chance here to rise above make good money you know and and reach the upper class mingle with the royalties right why would we want to you know go back down a few to those levels right so it's a natural tendency if you allow yourself to 
to um, succumb to comforts of materialism rather than developing the the power and wealth of spiritualism to go that direction. So I think that's just all part of nature that that was going to take place. And most people out there who aren't in those classes, because they're good people, they don't think that way. They don't tick that way. And they, they're not. And when they're not told that uh, in the educational system, which is very steered and tightly controlled, when they're not told about certain aspects of the biology, which are useful for them to be able to, you know, expand their consciousness, well, then they never do, you know, and they just, most people are bound by, by their economic limitations, you know, so they're just trying to pay the rent and there's only, and I know this very much myself, I've never, no one's ever, I wasn't born with a silver spoon, no one's ever handed me, you know, any huge trust fund for me to fly with, right? I had to, you know, work my way through it and just, you know, I'm amazed at how long I was able to stay clear of the system in my life uh, through, I guess, the arts was, you know, great, but, um, you know, most people don't have that uh, opportunity. They, they're stuck in a grind. They don't think about these things. No one teaches them about them. And they don't believe that they're creator beings, that they're very powerful creator beings. And so their form of creativity is uh, executed on more of an autonomic, um, you know, automaton kind of way, like so a software program that's in a constant loop repeating the same cycle over and over again, rather than realizing, wow, it's a miracle that I'm able, even, even able to execute that form of creativity, manifesting the people, the jobs and the circumstances and the TV shows and everything out there in the world and be part of it and resonate with it. But they don't come across the idea that, but I could be so much greater. I could create on such a more uh, higher level and more of a more spiritual level. So this is part of how that all works. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like Joseph Campbell was often asked, uh, people would say, well, I've got more important things to worry about. You know, how it's, it's great for a scholar to concern himself with all of this, you know, and Joseph Campbell would always say, you better care. It does matter. <laughs> it does. It does. All this stuff does matter. And uh, one thing about the documentary, or I should say the webinar, um, is one, two, and three. There's three segments. And something I noticed was it seems like they go uh, deep, deeper, deepest. And so it's almost like you could watch this with, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a crazy person, so I only really hang out with crazy people. So we all love it. But um, if you have friends that you're not sure how into it they might be the first one they're probably going to like the second one maybe they'll make it through it the third one now they're really superheroes if they made it that far so it seems like you produce something which is approachable and it keeps going deeper where a person can kind of they can get to where their comfort zone is a little bit too challenged and they can say i'll come back later well, that's one of the nice things about having a webinar online that people can always come back to. And and many people actually do tell me they they watched it once through, they binge watched it and they yes. realized, oh my God, it's a download. Okay, I have to go back and watch these other parts. And, and they, they watch them several times. I mean, look, you know, even myself, you know, having put this information together, I spent uh, months, okay, just digesting this information. Mm -hmm. The whole thing started in Christmas of last year right and then you know reading the the book and then you know contemplating what it means and then starting with the whole assembly process and doing my own research just like when i make a film um but you realize you just have so much more and such things there's things happening in the world that are developing so quickly that tie into what i want to wanted wanted to bring into the webinar that yeah i mean 
that was the that was the hardest thing to do is like how do I make it so that it anyone can understand it that that was that would that actually believe it or not that kept me up at night sometimes while people are worried about other stuff I'm like how am I going to make this next part work right just, yes. the information is so dense and I don't want it to be you know people just tune it out right it's got to be interesting so and one of the models that Tanya Maidenford had in her company screen addiction from the very start was to you know to share this information about this intense information in an entertaining way so that was that's kind of like my motto and and also in this is to make it entertaining make it filmic yet still web and still like peeling away the layers of an onion and of course yeah. you know some of it is just so far out crazy it's borderline science fiction so if anybody in, is into science fiction then you know this is the kind of stuff that like it's right up right up that alley as well it's oh, it definitely you know, but is. It, isn't, it isn't it isn't science fiction yeah uh, yeah um Let's see oh yeah and uh one thing about the uh the many different ways we're being attacked i've always kind of thought where that over in vietnam that herbicide uh and now you know wouldn't it be so nice if it could just get people to spray it on their lawns you know wouldn't that be great so the way they think once you realize that people do think that way i think it gives you a lot of power because you realize i think one of the first things people say as they're trying to wake up is, Oh, they wouldn't do that. No. Right. Yes, they would. And they do. Um, yes. and, uh, and that's people need to think about have your natural intuition, your, your, your pineal turned on because, uh, realize you have a lot to do with a plant. Like you're not much different. If it kills plants in your yard, what well, connect the dots, man, it's not, it's not good for you either. You know? And so, where do you see light shining through right now? I feel like I'm laying in a forest looking up and I see the light coming through the branches. And I see, even though we're in an extreme time right now, I really am seeing a tremendous amount of light. And one of the things that I see is, just as an example, I wonder if there's things you might see as well. I see that false flag has become normie language. And I, I wish we had a better word than normie, but everyone knows what I mean. I mean it affectionately. But now, I mean, you hear on mainstream media, oh, the false yes. flag. I mean, when they say, well, you know what? If the globalists can't get what they want, they're just going to false flag over here. You realize that. And that's like your grandpa talking to you. <laughs> right. False. That notion that these, oh, these people are horrible and they'll do whatever it takes is now common knowledge. And you think even five years ago, I think that, you know, false flag was the same as saying conspiracy theory. It was just dismissed. But now... It's understood as fact by, I will say, normies and mainstream media. It's part of our consciousness now, and it's expected. And when something happens in the world now, rather than people go, oh, look, that's what happened, a huge majority of the population is going, oh, that was a false flag. What's really going on? So that's where I see light shining through. Is there, is there anywhere that you see light shining through right now? Like your documentary. Well, I mean, <laughs> well yeah, I mean, I, there. I think that... I don't even concentrate on that, Craig. It's funny you gotcha. say that. I just like um, I'm I'm just going from the premise that that is going to happen. See, the way mm. I see the world changing is not through weaponizing people and you know the revolution and all these things have been tried and they've mm. they've always failed. Uh, and as you know, as, as as sometimes as necessary, it is is to to um, maybe you know bring violence into a situation usually it's only in a, in the case of self-defense but it should never be an offensive way 
and and my idea of the new timeline this you know this new earth has less to do with us becoming like these like you know whatever and ascended masters and you know walking through walls and floating around and all this stuff that you know people have these strange ideas of what it's like to be in this new world for me i don't think we've ever really expressed what humanity truly is on this earth yet um i think that we've been blocked we've been interfered with uh we've been contaminated uh we've been misled we've been manipulated and and some and most of the things which would make us happy and which would elevate this planet to the level of you know paradise that it was intended to be like the garden of eden concept the plan has been that all along has been never has never fully materialized and mm -hmm. so i eventually it's, it was very clear to me that the only thing you can do is you can put the in, in my case i try to put tools out and information out for people that are on that process of you know deciphering first they come up with the hey there is this false like you say there are these false flags and hey that means that maybe there are some conspiracies out there what is a conspiracy uh and why would they want to be doing that so i mean these the answers to these questions are things that i i've been trying to fulfill with the films and the webinars so that when they're looking for that information there's something that they can trust that's there for them to build a foundation of truth on because it's all about getting to the truth of the matter and not further manipulation because a lot of the even new age scene unfortunately a lot of the you know the the scenes in the spiritual community have been they've been hijacked as well and they've been manipulated as well and there isn't a lot of truth in them there's a lot of truth mixed in with fiction and this is the dangerous thing when you you know a lot of a lot of people uh, I saw this a lot in the Q movement. You know, there was a lot of truth in it, but there's also a lot of, um, you know, misinformation, uh, which which continue, which keeps people on a lower vibration. So if if you think that you're trying, you know, when you're trying to create this new timeline, the timeline has to do with frequency. I've been saying that from the very start, that it has to do with this quality of frequency, this higher consciousness, and the idea is not to you know physically you know confront the other side but to build uh the vibrate the, the timeline so well using the vibrations and frequencies of higher thought and higher uh information and uh better science and better forms of communication and tapping into our extrasensory abilities that will eventually just crowd them out or we'll begin seeing headlines um that describe that certain you know cabals have been broken apart and certain people fall on their faces you know they uh, the wf goes bankrupt or klaus schwab finally gets caught with his pants down in a public picture that makes it everywhere i mean these kinds of things are going to start to happen they have to start to happen because that's going to be the reflection that your timeline the new timeline is actually taking root and actually crowding out like a garden in the in a, like a plant in a garden the plant that gets the attention the sunlight the fertilizer the natural fertilizer is going to start to crowd out the weeds and 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 you know there's going to be and you know like i think you you mentioned that uh that documentary that's out there now something about the something the code there's something code mm. um the uh, it'll come to me but yeah. the, you know there's a scene in that with how you take copper 
and like electro horticulture, like where you take copper and you root it in your garden and, and the copper taps into uh, vibrational elements and in, in, in the environment and the atmosphere and pulls it into the garden. And it's, very, it's a very profound scene where you see um, that one side of the garden doesn't have any like pesticide. It just has this wiring stuff, this electro aspect, this electro field, and it's bug free. And the other side, like not 50 feet away, there's bugs everywhere. And they're mm -hmm. not coming to that garden, even though the plant's a few feet away, because it all bases itself on frequency. And these bugs, they can see and and re and they feel those frequencies that beyond that are not in our sensory perception. It's in theirs, and so they will only come to a a garden and start eating the plants if they see that the vibration, the frequency of those plants aren't healthy. They aren't normal. Mm -hmm. And whereas a healthy mm -hmm. plant will have that vibration. And you could look at that on our level as well. When humans begin to clean up themselves and they increase their frequency and vibration and the numbers of their friends and their circles grow, they begin to change everything that affects them around them as well. And so this is the this is the way I see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. I, I'm just basically assuming <laughs> that I just know that this um, other aspect, it, it has a... A deadline you know and, and they, i think they feel it too mm. where there's going to be a, a threshold uh there's going to be a point where we cross a point of no return you could say one one of them and every one of us has to decide which one of those uh frequencies which timeline we want to be habitating um and it's interesting because the last time i was on uh online with some shows I think it started with Dieter Burrs. We did one in German. Then I think a couple of days later, I was talking to John Nolan. I showed this um, Fibonacci spiral versus the crystal spiral. Yes. And how that, you know, that crosses um, on a specific date. In fact, it was last week. <laughs> yes, September, it was. You know, November 8th and 9th, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and man, did I get like a hailstorm of, uh, you know, how could you say that's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And that's all garbage. And maybe it is, but it's, I just, my point was never, this is the gospel. My point was, look, I'm in the flow. Three people that I respect. I had seen this video talking about it over a year and a half earlier. And I thought, okay, another confirmation timelines running parallel could, you know, one day connect. And then all of a sudden, like, hey, they're connecting. Three people sent it to me. And it just happened to be the week before they connect when I watched the video again. So I thought, isn't this an interesting coincidence? And yes. I put it out there, not to say that, hey, the world's going to end on the 8th and 9th of November, but maybe if there is something to this idea that there's a um, a matrix that's been imposed, a simulated version of the real universe that's been hacked into our system, um, then mm. why not entertain the idea that there's another formula, if you want to look at it mathematically, which is very similar to and even crosses over and overlaps with this other one, but at some point they're going to deviate. And when they deviate, that's when things are going to start to get interesting. Um, and, and this is the kind of stuff that we, we know when you begin to focus on these extrasensory abilities that you have, and that, that's where the pineal gland plays such an important part, you, can, you don't have to rely on any scientists. You don't have to rely on mathematicians. You can look at it and you can feel into it, into another level, another dimension. And you can say, does this feel right? Does this, is this true? And you will get those answers because the truth of that information, and this goes back to what we started the conversation with, has been put into the electrons. 
that realization has been made. And as soon as a realization has been made, it's there for all time. And it'll always be there. For all those, it's like leaving breadcrumbs in the trail of evolution. Just like our DNA has, you know, is made up of 3 billion years of, you know, uh, of the information our forefathers and their forefathers and their forefathers have been experiencing. Does that mean you can remember each one of their lives? No, not necessarily. But what they've accumulated together, they've deposited it into that field, which is which is the the um, connection between hyperspace the other dimension and this reality and 3D reality, like physical material reality, is the electron. And so that's where it resides. And so every one of us can tune into that information and every one of us can read it as true or not. Or we can look at it and go, feels, well, I'm not sure, I need to probably have more confirmation. And then you begin to, you ask the universe, look, I need the information, you know, I need the confirmation and mm -hmm. deliver it right so the universe wants you to evolve it wants to because it's evolving through you and me and so it will provide happily that information for you i mean there might be some um you know the time period period of time between your contaminated self and your more clear self means that there will be stages you go through where some of the information you get still isn't totally real totally right and i'm totally i know this i've known this from personal experience I had, you know, I've taken a deep dive into history and I, what I thought was true in history, mm. even though I was already very progressive in my early teens, mid to, mid to early 20s, I knew a lot. I still have, was wrong about certain things. And now, like you know, many years later, I'm like, ah, OK, I've reached another level. And now I see that information was true for that level of consciousness, but it isn't ultimately true. And we're talking about we want to have ultimate truth and not ultimate transparency. And that ultimate transparency doesn't mean that that way was right and the other way was wrong. It means that the truth of the matter is this took place. And that side chose to see it for this reason. And the side seeking the truth was there to anchor in the frequency for truth so that one day those who reach that point would be able to have the truth because the truth is what we deserve. That puts a lot in perspective. And the uh, Fibonacci versus crystal spiral. Um, it's a great image. And it made me think about that was an incredible synchronicity that you happened to be on the day that that actually was supposedly coming to fruition. Um, but it may, made me think, you know, I thought of in, in the, because uh, there it is in the Electroverse, um, was a uh, Guy Fox, And I was thinking, oh, yeah, remember, remember the 5th of November. I'm like, close enough. <laughs> the right. <laughs> Like he's back, you know, we can't forget, you know. Um, and, and that the thing is with what you're mentioning with the intuition and, and knowing and asking and feeling, that's one of my favorite books, is just called Feeling is the Secret. And that really does reside um, in the mechanics of existence in the pineal gland. That is our connection, like our antenna, and the and the better shape that's in, which your documentary goes into, how to um enliven that and empower that. You even mentioned the uh American Indians, that was the point of the feather yes. to actually extend that antenna. And that that got me. I had to like walk around for a while and just think about that because right, right. I mean, yeah, it's they knew. Yeah. That's amazing. They knew. Right. They knew. Look at I mean, when you think about it, right? They you have to ask yourself, how did these ancient civilizations where we find these massive rocks, right, in the middle of some field, right? In in, <laughs> you know, in, in England or something, like or wherever they appear, right? They're just they're these boulders that that weigh like 600 tons or whatever, 
there is no way a primitive society could ever have, uh, first of all, moved them because there's no comparable other rocks in the area for miles and miles, right? But then by chance, they just, now that we've got these like high-tech measuring devices, by chance, they just happen to place that one stone in this one location that has this unusual ionic, you know, in, uh, like magnetic quality that is, you know, connected to a grid line on the earth. Like, how did they know that? Well, it just shows you that we think in our modern world that we know we're the best version of humanity. Right? We've got the most, you know, we've got the most awesome iPhones and whatever it is we got, Samsungs, whatever, to be fair. Um, and, but, you know, like, so what? I mean, what they had in the past is they had a deep connection to these inner senses, which the pineal gland is one of them. In fact, you know, it's interesting, you know, even just the idea of the Cyclops, I talk about that a little bit as well. What did he have? He had one eye, right in the mm. middle of his forehead, right? And there, there are repti reptile, reptiles and amphibians that have an open or, or like they just have skin, you know, across that portion of their brain, which is directly um, above their pineal gland, oh, wow. you know, so, but they use it, of course, for different reasons. Their um, use of the pineal gland, uh, like, for example, a squirrel, you know, I mean, they're, they're connected and, or, you know, like these other reptiles, they will feel or sense things and they will know where to be <laughs> or where not to be. Like, remember that tsunami that took place, was it 2005? I forget the year, but or yes, three or something like that. Like there, there is just um, maybe it was even two thousand and one. Uh, but remember, there was all this like the people were all standing around, like going, "Wow, cool!" Now the water's out to sea, right? This is interesting. What were the animals doing? They were hightailing it out of there, man. They were heading out. out they were. They knew it's coming. Why? Because they have this connectivity to their pineal gland to these extra senses. We have them all. We just shut them down because our we've just been taught to listen to their to your mind, your ego, just blah 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 blah. Like we have, you know, like all these conversations in our head all day long. How many people learn to shut those down, right? And what's left when they shut that? Who can shut their thinking down for even a second? Okay, mm. it sounds ridiculous. Oh, I can do that, right? Well, you try just, you know, stopping your thought, even like, okay, if you think you can do a second, try a minute or 10 seconds, right? It's it's virtually impossible. And the goal is here to realize that, you know, your chatter in your brain is a lot, oftentimes what interferes with you having a, access to um, a more um, holistic form of communication with the universe where you're tuning into the telepathic abilities that you have that the thought that you came in that came into your brain just now is one of those telepathic communiques from somebody you're close to whereas if you're too busy blah blah blahing all the time you're never going to hear that so it's not like all of us aren't equally telepathic the problem is all of us are you know to varying degrees cluttering our minds with all this other meaningless stuff which is there intentionally i mean the, the, you oh, wake yeah. up the minute you wake up you, you know, most people turn on the TV. I mean, I've, I know lots of people that just the TV runs constantly, you know, oh, yeah. and, and they're just it's just there, right? It's like there's this thing. And they, if they don't have, it's like having a schnulli, right? You know, the schnullies, what do they call it? Suckers? Uh, babies, oh, yeah, right? sucker. It's oh. sucker in the mouth, right? They, they have this media thing happening constantly. And the young kids today, it's like, where's my, you know, Nintendo? Where's my, you know, they're sitting, they're Game Boy, right? They, they got to have something 
going, right? And um, this is very, very dangerous because this is what's blocking this stillness. And the stillness is what we need to get to that place where we want to go. So it's nothing really, really magical. I think it's overrated. I think that the new world is going to be, you know, totally unmagical in that sense. It'll be very earth, earthy, like down to earth. It'll be very, you know, normal <laughs> in the sense yeah. that we won't be cluttered with all this other crap. We're going to be tuned in and we're going to pick up on these senses that we have and we're going to become calmer and we're going to become, you know, happier and all these things like happiness and calmness. This is what leads you to connecting with those higher aspects with your pineal gland. And if you're too busy, you know, fighting and, and in fear, I mean, most of the stuff and, you know, this ties into what you said earlier, where do you see the end of the, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Well, in between that light at the end of the tunnel, we have all these fear-inducing aspects in society. Right now, we have another one, you know, brewing in the Middle East. And, you know, all the countries of the world are being sucked into this one because of the polarity aspect of programmable aspects of religion. You know, like religions have been co-opted by secret societies. They're using those doctrines, those scriptural doctrine, doctrines to manipulate them to steer the lesser knowing people emotionally into a dark place so that they can manipulate them. And unfortunately, there's a lot of carnage that takes place. Bodies burn, bombs go off. There, you know, these wars really happen. It's disgusting, right? But they do, and they don't have to. If everyone were to say, no, no, we're not doing that. And that that's just another one of your stupid games. We see it. This is one of your false flags. We're not falling for it this time. Sorry, dudes. Think of something different, right? Yeah. And, um, so, you know, this is these are all of the things that I, I want to be seeing out there. And I see them and I just want to see more of them because I, I think that we need to get a we need to get a tidal wave going. We need to get a tsunami of our own going, but a good one in a mental way, in a very spiritual way, a spiritual tsunami so that we crowd out all these, you know, fear inducing, manipulative, you know, small minded parasites uh, who have convinced us that, you know, we giant man uh, manifestors and spiritual creators are little gnats and they are, you know, more powerful than we are, which isn't true. Yeah. And as we move into the two timelines, as they are, you know, splitting, you're going to be where you're in vibrational harmony. And that's the trick. It's I find that the hardest thing I do every day is to spend, oh, 10, 15 minutes, hopefully longer uh, in quiet presence with, with no thoughts or just one thought. But I think as one develops that practice, that's where you, I think that's where a lot of magic happens because people often wonder, well, what should I do? What can I do? Who am I? All these questions. And the thing is, we don't really find those in action. Action has a place, but the sessile of all of it, especially being a part of the timeline that we'd like to be in vibrational harmony with is Oftentimes we're so hung up on doing, but the truth is you connect to your timeline and your tribe and your purpose uh, in quiet presence. And that's my greatest challenge every day. The hardest thing I do, I do like five in the morning, just 15 minutes in quiet presence. And uh, there's one thing, I won't give it away because I want people to get your webinar, but you mentioned a, a certain uh, music that's been created by one of the people who was involved in a webinar. And I would say, when I turn that on, I check out. It's actually, for people, if you're wondering when you hear about it, profoundly powerful. I, it's, it is not just new agey music. It's not just whales 
<laughs> you know, right. and, and synthesizers. It's a, uh, and garage band and whales. <laughs> this is actually the real deal. And it just, uh, that hour goes by. And the next thing I know, it's silent towards the end, which I thought something was wrong with it at first night. Yeah. I was like, what the crap? And they're like, no, no, it's supposed yeah. to be that way. And then you hear the bell at the end and uh, that I tune in, I, I turn it on. And the next thing you know, there's a bell and that's my quiet presence, you know, every day. And so that's been an incredible help, but that's where we find our connection. Do, do you think that's where we find our connection and silent presence? Action comes, but it comes from there. It seems. Yes. Yes. I mean, if you're, if you're at, if you're not acting, I would say if you're not acting from that place, then all you're doing is supporting the false timeline. Yes. You know, we've been down this timeline. We all know it already. And those who are still obsessed with it, what is it all about now? Just getting a bigger television, you know, the, the, the newer, the, 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 the newest series coming out, like what does Netflix have to offer this year? Is this what it's all about? Or, or is there something else? And, and that something else is what I think a lot of people, at least, you know, you can say for sure the people in the, who are, who are waking up and the spiritual, the ones who are truly waking up, the truly spiritual people out there, most of them have been at this for decades and they've reached a point where it's, it's, you know, it's at some point, you can only do so much breathing and so many visualizations and so many exercises. Um, there has to be a fundamental like change, like in the sense that the inner peace and the vast expanse of uh, knowledge and, and, and wisdom within each of those people has to be reflected on the outside rather than, you know, you, how many more times can you do that exercise and walk around and carry it around within your field uh, but you, you want to share it. You want to see it out there with more people. So I think this is kind of what this um, this quantum shift is about. And music um, is, in this case, like it's a, it's not just it's not music. It's a tech. It's really just it's a technology. Yes. And 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 the people behind developing the technology are. I just trust me that I know them. We know them. They're profoundly wise people. Like really, one of the inventors is just so. I remember the first time that I ever met him, he was giving uh, an interview. We filmed this for a series that we were producing. And his his specialty was talking about Hupuna Puna meditation, mm. right? This, you know, I forgive you, you know, and, all for, and, and like, I'm sorry, right? And I and it, the way he conveyed it was so profound. And I was like, okay, this guy is tuned in, <laughs> dialed in. Mm. And when you realize that the technology is dialed in as well, that there's really um, much more to sound than than we know. And I think people that have tuned into music for healing and to go into greater spaces, meditative space, they know this. And, you know, the famous Emoto pictures of water molecules yes. that were subjected to musics that were frozen and then photographed is a pretty profound example of how that frequency affects the matrix, the material world around us. And so, yeah, this is amazing technology. It's unique. I've never, I've, I'm very, I'm a musician. You know, for me, having been in music all of my life, I'm very hard to convince. A lot of mm -hmm. times when people say, yeah, here's some, you know, meditative music. After five minutes, I'm not only not meditative, I'm irritated because it's, you know, these simple chord progressions and this like fluff going on. I just, I can't take it. And this stuff is like, it, it it's beyond that. It's like, you cannot define it in that sense. You cannot get caught up in 
the you know the way of, of of categorizing and putting it in a box you're just you're sort of at the mercy of what it's doing to you physically my in my case i actually had kind of a hallucinogenic kind of experience <laughs> it was like after oh. 10 or 15 minutes i'm like whoa did i just take something like you know it reminded me of you know having experimented earlier in my life with some of those things uh, it, it put me in that state. I'm like, holy cow, this is okay. They've really, they're onto something this time. This is definitely different. Um, and the other thing that is important for people to know that has to do with the pineal gland relative to, in this particular case, this music technology, it has to do with the hippocampus because the hippocampus is a part of your brain that works in tandem with the pineal gland. One aspect is tying into these hyper dimensions that this hyperspace the pineal gland that is designed the way it's built on a sacred geometric grid that means it's it's able to tune into higher structure higher forms of energy and, and actually manifest them in your body but that's just one aspect of it you have another part of your brain which is the hippocampus which is designed to create pictures and memories and this is critical without the hippocampus you would not be able to develop any empathy. You would not be able to evolve spiritually at all because the hippocampus has this ability to take what you learn on every single day. And it does this by growing something called index neurons every single day. And these index neurons are there to gather the new information. Think of it as RAM, you know, on a computer. And it fills, you know, the RAM is filled. And at the end of the day, it gets put onto the hard drive, which is the cerebral cortex, all that other gray matter in your brain. And, and the hippocampus is responsible for not only depositing it there, but to help your brain to make associations. So after it's done, um, you know, cat like categorizing it into your brain, the new stuff, then your brain goes through a process of, okay, what did I learn today, which is which I already learned before, which builds on what I learned before. And you try to make the connections. And this is the part of your sleeping stage called REM, or rapid eye movement, where your eyes are moving around. They're moving around because you're trying to make the connections. Mm -hmm. And the hippocampus, Ooh. it does that. And the scary part is that, again, right now in society, and this is something that you know we've we've been learning from scientists. I've learned it over here through a scientist called Dr. Michael Nails, and he's published certain books about it called, you know, the human is the in the zombie state, in the zombie mode, right? He says that the um, effect of all of this negativity and radiation and even the Beetlejuice, okay, um, yeah. has um, shut down the hippocampus. So this is unique. This is not supposed to happen. And in fact, that's where I wanted to bring in the example of the squirrel, like, because the squirrel uses a squirrel's hippocampus is is like ours in a way but it's different it it has um the ability to in the fall you know it uses that hippocampus that memory to store information in its brain about where all the little nuts are that it's stashed because it has to survive if it doesn't remember where it stashed the nuts there's no way the squirrel would get through the winter mm. so they've studied it and they realized that in the springtime after there's no need for it to pick up its stash because there's enough fresh food well those neurons they just they go away and the hippocampus becomes less active and uh, what's interesting is that the human hippocampus isn't like a squirrel's it doesn't you know just work in the fall to store chestnuts 
but it works every single day and it and and the neurons that it develops and stores and when and connects with the cerebral cortex they expand continually through your entire life and and are always fresh and always new now if that process is shut down what do you think that means right what does that mean about society it means that literally we are just and we're only in the reactive mode we're getting information and instead of storing that and making relationships with it connecting it and developing our consciousness we're actually not that part is missing we're just reacting every single day on an emotional level mostly because we get riled up by what we see you know so we you know especially with you know the polarity right now with this whole war thing people are heavily emotionally invested on one side or the other the palestinian side the israeli side they're heavily emotionally invested in there when they do that they're they're not they're not making that connection they're just in this emotional firework on a day-to-day -day basis and and they're just you know reactive and so there's no evolution going on here and this is exactly what the parasitical aspect of that you know we've been talking about wants this is perfect for them it keeps everyone from evolving and so this is dangerous territory that we're in here so you know this is a war literally going on I mean, this is a war on a biophysical level. You know, I mean, people, um, you know, regardless, you know, uh, of what's being said with, you know, different, um, you know, like there's, um, you know, what do they call that? The um, international, what are they called? Uh, you know, the, the Holocaust Remembrance has reached, has, has come up with a new um, definition of, you know, anti-Semitism and stuff. It, it doesn't matter, you know, like, because basically if people are not, you know, making deeper connections, what point is it to remember a Holocaust? Like it's got to do with, you know, developing ethics and morality, right? And what they're doing down there, you know, the same people that are pointing the fingers at the other side of the fence are, they're, they're just participating in this meaningless, meaningless savagery which is keeping us in this lower level. So, and they want everybody else to follow us apparently down into this thing. And so this is where, you know, again, the pineal, this is, I guess this is why the reason I put this pineal gland webinar together is because I think people need to begin focusing on it because alone just the element of focusing on it will begin to change you and, and will begin to activate a, a pineal gland, which is more or less like a, an atrophied muscle like when you've gone like imagine you've gone to a hospital and you've broken a leg what happens if your legs in a cast for three months right yeah. after the cast comes out all the muscles are skinny literally got a gimpy leg or a gimpy arm and we have a gimpy pineal gland doesn't mean it yes. isn't working it doesn't mean those muscles won't come back but if you don't begin to focus on them you won't activate your pineal gland and alone the idea of focusing on it and that you're the spiritual creative being will change the chemistry in your body and will change the electrical charge and will begin to shake off that deposited stuff that we talked about those you know those toxins well they they can't compare to the frequency that you can generate through electromagnetism in your body because that's yeah. more powerful than anything yeah you know, the vibration of our body and the frequency of our body supersedes material matter it's first first comes the electromagnetic field then comes the matter so we have to reach that state right yeah. so sensing your pineal gland is kind of one of the first things you need to do you know and of course you need to change your diet you look at your diet everyone i think that's on a spiritual path has done that they've cleaned up their diet a lot of big people go vegetarian 
you know, maybe this isn't a permanent thing or maybe it's not necessary, but even the fact that you go into balance with what you're eating. Yes. And when you think about what you're eating, this is already a major shift in the way you're responding to the environment and the way you're, you're rooting yourself in matter. Right. So that's an important thing, but also, you know, um, you know, and avoiding certain things and becoming aware of, of chemicals like, fluorides and things like that that are out there that you maybe don't want to be doing them maybe have a discussion with your dentist about yes why do you want to put fluoride on, in my teeth right have you thought have you seen this study you know like how about giving me a comment on this study take the paper with you if you need to right wake up your dentist right yes you know and then there's like the whole process of cleansing your body you know maybe fasting or doing things that you can you know, get like drink more water and things like that. But also that's just the physical stuff. You can also realize that your life has been contaminated with toxic relationships. You could have yes. people in your life that are parasites that are just there to keep you in the chit chat, you know, of your brain. You know, these are things that, you know, if we're talking about what can you do to enhance the pineal gland, this is, these are some of the things you can do that are, they're not psychic, they're not spiritual, they're just down to earth practical things you can begin to do through simple mindfulness. Oh yeah, and, and in your in your webinar, uh, the, what com something that comes with it is a document uh, of uh, a lot of practices, a lot of recommendations for, here's how you can help your pineal gland out. So, because I know that people as they're watching it are probably gonna wanna fire up that PDF and start looking, okay, you know. right. And a lot of it's mentioned in the documentary. And yeah, as we turn up our energy and that energy is coming through us and the pineal gland is being cleansed, it does seem like it also, something I've experienced is it begins to remove, you begin to shake up and remove old imprints in your hippocampus because we have traumatic experiences that have been printed in it, almost like cave paintings. And as we turn up, the energy gets higher. You start to wonder, why am I, you know, reliving being chased by a lion that's not even this lifetime there's no lions around you know and oh that was a while ago and so it's quite right. an experience as things start to open up you go whoa so that definitely happens and if our hippocampuses are not you mentioned the hippocampus if we're not getting the new index neurons it is just living the past over and over again but also i feel like it it creates the situation where with that broken hippocampus people are living the doctrine of simplicity because you really can't process. So when you're given ridiculously simplistic um, narratives like Israel or Palestine, you buy Ukraine into it because or, or, or Putin, right? Yeah. Yeah. You you really can't think. You go, yeah. There, you lose that processing that you should be doing in your REM sleep, where you connect to the supercomputer and all knowledge is there for you, and you just work it out and you see the truth, and no one fools you about anything. But that's broken, and that's why people definitely need to need to watch your webinar well you know i could keep going forever and i'd love to ask you more stuff but you know what uh our shows do best when they're right about an hour so i just about hit an hour and this is super powerful and i want to i'm, I'm going to process this and i will i will get it out there and uh, any any uh, final closing thoughts go to cyberhive tv and get frank jacobs webinar <laughs> yeah thanks craig thanks for all you're doing and i really appreciate it and having me on and everything talking about this because you know the more we talk about this the more people become aware of it the more we're going to affect this change because i really am convinced that it's going to be a change that is happening on a spiritual mental level and not one that's going to happen on a physical violent revolutionary level the revolution that has to happen each individually on our own we have to see the logic 
in what we're investing our attention in because <clears throat> your reality is created by where your attention goes, right? So yes. if your attention's dragged into these lower frequency events, then that's how your reality will begin to spin out. And that's what it means by going into resonance with a certain aspect of a timeline. And right now, the transhumanist timeline, that's the one, you know, we're leading into becoming, uh, you know, merging with machines, right? And and there's an aspect of uh, consciousness, lower consciousness, I guess, that uh, that sees that this is the way out because they don't, you know they're they don't they're not willing or they're not they're not able to see that we have this other vast aspect of creation of of our own creative ability to take it to so they think that the vastness will come from us becoming computers to merge with ai and then be locked into some kind of a yeah i mean it'll be an orgasmic material existence but it'll forever reach the limits of a certain you know level of dimensions and that'll be it you'll be inside that locked in it like a fish tank and your fish tank might get big but you're still inside of a fish tank right so this is the this is where we're going and uh, you know, we have to make people aware. We don't have to do anything, but I think we should uh, put our focus on, you know, getting in tune with who we really are, drawing that line internally, making the rev the revolution happens in every one of us by our decisions and by our attention, and by our focus. And when we change that, we actually change our frequency and we can affect those around us without even knowing about it. We can affect people around us just by the way we are with our stillness and with our energy. And, you know, the more of us that do this, the more chances we are going to have of crowding out this nefarious dark side, which is really only there as a test for us, I believe. I think it's been there. AI has been there. We had not we didn't have time to go into that whole deep, dark AI story. But AI seems to have been here really from the start. You know, and, you know, so more and more uh, information is coming to light that, you know, this whole AI concept has nothing to do with man developing machines, computer chips powerful enough that one day, you know, they can speak to us. But that this AI element has been side by side with the creative organic element from the very beginning. And it's there to push. We're there to, you know, both sides are pushing each other to higher levels or you know in the case of you know the machines they're pushing us to try and adopt making it you know sexy and, and interesting and enticing us luring us into their reality to siphon our energy from us but at the same time they're making us stronger because we realize wow okay this is we realize what's at stake once you realize what's at stake if you really care about the human genome and the survival of the biological human and the fulfillment of the original plan and the you know ex and the uh, expansion into the full potential of us in our full capacities then you have to make that revolutionary stand within yourself and if that happens there's nothing that can change that there there's no way the other side can coerce you into doing anything you don't want to do we have to consent for the other side to win and the only thing that makes the bad guys win is when good people do nothing so the good people just need to get active, need to get conscious, need to say no, need to become re internal revolutionaries, and it's going to happen. Hmm. And I think I just got a hint of what the next webinar is going to be about, uh, AI versus organic timeline. 
<laughs> you know, because it's yeah, theirs. Possibly. I think you're the second person to say that now. So maybe this is where it's heading. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every, well, Frank Jacob, thanks for being on. Check out CyberHive TV. Get the new documentary. You'll be glad you did. Do the meditation, and I'll we we will see you in the magnetosphere. Let's take care.